Hello and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. My name is Mike. I am Dad and Buried. Joining me tonight is my lovely co-host and wife, Mom and Buried. Say hello. Hello, everyone. So normally I might say the Dad and Buried podcast is the anti-parenting parenting podcast because we hate parenting and we trash it, but you don't quite do that as much as I do. Or I, I might don't say parenting. <laughs> or I might say you know, this is the we're here to lower the bar for other parents, but that's basically just when me or when when me and Peter here, she raises the bar Aww. for other parents. She's a much better parent than I am. Um, you may have noticed she has not been around in a while, so we took a little not. bit of a of a summer hiatus, and Pete and the I have podcasted. the whole podcast did. Right. And Pete and I have have been back for a couple of weeks, and now Mama Buried is back. She's got some stuff she wants to talk about, but mostly we want to catch up. Yeah, because as the buried, it's a little buried catch up, right? Little, I am not married from to our Pete. family to yours. I am not a little known fact. I am not married to Pete, my other co-host. I am married to this co-host. Um, you so lucky little, son of a little bit. You would not don't call my mom a bitch. A little <laughs> bit of a different dynamic um, amongst us, and you know what? A lot has happened since uh, since you've been on on the I show know. and we're going to talk about busy time. some of that tonight we're going to talk about um we took a little bit of a vacation at the end of the summer yes. our son turned our oldest son detective munch turned 11 he is now officially a tween i don't know are you a tween at 10 do you know i think some people say that yeah sure but i don't but he was in elementary school and he has moved now, to middle school yes he has so grad graduated and has now entered middle school or a few weeks into middle school he has gotten a little piece of technology to potentially help support him through the transition into middle school. And and you and I had a bit of a um, I don't know. Some people might call it a wedding anniversary. We had a, we had a wedding anniversary. We had our first meeting in person anniversary, right? I know, which people would not usually know. But again, our anniversary wedding anniversary is the day after our firstborn's birthday. Yes. So literally didn't even realize what day it was for most of the day. No, yeah, we, we never really are able to recognize the official anniversary of our wedding because we're too busy prepping for or celebrating or recovering from celebrating our eleven year our now eleven year old's birthday. And also, imagine for me. Because, A, I do most of the work for that, let's be honest. Oh, come on. I blow and up a lot of balloons. And the week before is your birthday. Yeah. And it always inevitably is like the week of school starts. So yeah. the whole thing and is just football. a huge clusterfuck. And it's like right after Labor Day because schools in New York start like right after Labor mm -hmm. Day. So like the whole thing is just this huge and this year, mess where everything happens at school once. School started later than normal. So everything was even more crunched together. Football season dangerous. started. You got me NFL Sunday ticket, which you regretted. Biggest mistake. Immediately because now I have to watch yeah. football on Sundays or it's just a waste of money. You dug your own grave. Um, yeah, that can't be all the time. That's already problematic. Honestly, it is problematic because the dolphins are fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> and now you're like pissed off even yeah. more than usual every single Sunday, well, like nonstop. As they continue to, to lose though. So I had expectations going into the season. As they continue to lose, those expectations go down and then it just becomes like watching a train wreck. So it's not as devastating. Um, oh, and also uh -oh. his fantasy football league team fucking sucks oh and four and so they just lose all the time it is yeah. a real joy around here on sundays with daddy buried and his birthday gift it was it's a real it's a wonderful treat. gift thank you so much for that gift um 
I got you AirPods because as we know, the 14th wedding anniversary, the traditional gift is ivory, um, but I was not going to kill any elephants. Instead, I got her something white, right? I'm like trying to think like what else I would want that's like- Ivory? You, ivory. you wouldn't do that because you you love animals. Actually, she doesn't like animals, a little known fact. I don't want you to kill She hates elephants. animals. I like dogs. We have not gotten a dog, despite the kids constantly whining for one, and you actually whining for one. We did not do that over the month and a half that we have been away. We 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 travel. Yeah. We celebrated multiple times our anniversary. For all this talk about how like we don't celebrate, anymore, we did. We we went did on a date. Multiple. We got shit gifts for our anniversary. Okay. Shit. Okay. First of all, I... this ivory gift was something like I had to go on some long walk, and I'm like, oh, I need AirPods, as I'm like running errands, and he's like throws it at me. Mm -hmm like on his way to the shitter or something. Like it was not romantic. It wasn't wrapped. Oh, it was wrapped. I it guess, was wrapped. In birthday I fucking paper. wrapped it. it. You know, it was not magical. There was not multiple. Anything. Look, I'm sorry. My priority is my kids. Um, you know, I love you very much, but when I'm celebrating things, really it's celebrating the light of my life, which is my two children, which we spent a lot of time blowing up balloons. What was the theme? Oh, like, uh, Percy Jackson, Greek gods. Yeah, isn't my kids this birthday? the intro? Aren't we supposed to be talking yeah. about this as we get into it? Because <laughs> well, then we can talk about like all of this stuff. One of the and things, how I did like all of the birthday party. Okay. We can get into that. One of the things we did not do over the break was kind of figure out a better structure for the show. But you know what? It's messy. It's Who real. This shit? That's Seriously. what we do. That's what we do. Who's the producer? I need one. Would you? I have. You've thrown your hat in the ring? I have zero talent for producing. You have so much talent for so many things. And we will be right back to discuss, among other things, our talent for organizing and throwing birthday parties for tweens. Right? Yes. I mean, I'm really freaking great at birthday parties. That's actually true. It is true. true. We'll be right back. Okay, so this week we're gonna be talking about some of the stuff we've been up to over the past uh, six weeks or so um, since Mom and Barry has, has been on the air with me. Among other things, our, our kid's birthday party, our kid transitioning into middle school, our anniversary. Um, but before we both did that- Both of our kids, both of our kids like making have transitioned changes. into school, yeah. So the yeah. hammer went from never having been in a real school because he did a pre-K remotely to being in kindergarten. Yeah. And our other kid uh, graduated from fifth grade. It's not real graduation. We don't have to get into very it. very proud of him. Um, and, and is now in, in sixth grade and it's middle school here. When I went to school, it was junior high and I went to seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yep, same. And it made a lot, I think, I feel like it made more I sense. I feel like sixth graders development are wise. more like elementary, elementary schoolers. Kids. Yeah. He definitely is more like a kid. He comes home and he like plays, yeah. like real play and i'm so glad he does that because that's going away soon yeah and yeah he him in middle school doesn't compute but um he's there it is what it is and we've he all had it. to adjust to it you know not all of us are having as easy a time adjusting to it as as the rest of us but you know what we're getting through it um also coming up this month this is october now um and one of the transition transitions one of the traditions we have if you've ever yes. listened to us before or you follow me on Instagram, mm -hmm. by the way, quick reminder, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you want to listen to subscribe, and you can find us both on Instagram. Yeah. Dad and Mom Buried, Mom and Buried. Also on Instagram. Um, and on Twitter and Facebook. And I still have a blog that I that I contribute to I'm once I'm not in a really while. on Facebook. No? Well, Maybe. Facebook went down for, for a while uh, the other day. I mean, I guess there's kind of an account there, but, you know. 
So one of the things we do every October, which is actually a tradition that she started and now I kind of oh, am really it into, is Spooktober, which means throughout the month of October, um, on the weekends or whenever, when we're going to have a movie night, we try to watch something spooky. So normally because we have movie nights with our kids and then also separately if we watch one, we watch a kid, family-friendly, scary movie. Right. And then we'll watch like an adult one. Um, the problem, the problem I have is, it's hard to find family-friendly scary movies, and and the ones you end up settling really. on are they're weak Halloween sauce. movies. They're not. I mean, especially when you're dealing with like a five-year-old. Well, we showed we showed Detective Munch um, Poltergeist a few years Eventually. ago. He yeah. liked it. He was probably like eight or nine, maybe nine. The first time I think he was terrified. Yeah, sure. Oh, he was fine. He's fine. He just he doesn't like to go near trees or cemeteries or anything anymore, which, you know, who can really blame him? Um, and we haven't really done anything scarier than that. And we haven't shown the Hammer, who is like a straight-up sociopath. Who has no <laughs> he'd actually probably be I think not. he'd be into the horror movie. We watched Titanic and he roots for the iceberg. Like, legitimately. He's like, I can't oh, no. wait. I know. Same with, like, Jurassic Park. Uh -huh. A million percent. Team roots dinosaurs. for the dinosaurs, yeah. Whole time. Um, so not only do we have to find some kind of family night spooktober thing, which can be difficult. Um, the other thing is you don't actually like really scary movies. You like to do spooktober and I want to watch something like legitimately scary, like the witch or hereditary. No, no, no. You want You'll to watch go the shining. Terrifying. Yeah. I like classic. Yes. I love, I love the shining. And you like, I, I know like what you did last Baby. summer. Fine. Oh my God. Welcome. Okay. So like <laughs> scream and I know what you did last I summer. Like scream. That's like classic. No, I know what you did not summer, last summer is not classic. It's Maybe campy. That's nostalgia. It's bad. It's bad actors acting badly in a badly yes. written movie it's really yes. stupid it's wonderful you love it it's so fun you, it's it's fun that's your main prerequisite for any movie we choose which is why and we i dread this every year and i just put up a a, a meme about it <sighs> fucking hocus pocus we always have to end up watching hocus pocus Hocus Pocus is garbage. Nobody likes Hocus Pocus. The it's only true. reason people I like Hocus Pocus is when they is because they saw it when they were eight years old or ten years old. They didn't realize how movies worked or how act, what good acting looks like or what a good script looks like or what good filmmaking looks like. It is such amateur hour. It is not funny. It is terrible. I can't stand it. There's okay. nothing redeemable about it. I have it. a couple things to say about this. Oh, my God. So I didn't see it until I'm an adult. I'm not saying it's an amazing movie, but the kids love it so much. Like, Munch really loves it, and he wants to, like, save it oh, till the end so of October. Bad. And don't even listen to Dan Barry being like, oh, my God, and I'm subjected to it. He 110% disappears every time Hocus Pocus is on. <laughs> he has never sat through Hocus Pocus. I have sat a through A year it. of his life. I have seen it. You have not. We have been to Salem, where where it takes place. I don't know if it was actually filmed there. I think it yes, probably some, was. Yes, a lot of it we was. We went to Halloween in Salem once where we almost won. Uh, or we won. We, we won something. I won some golf fantastic. balls that I immediately never used because I don't play uh, golf. We dressed up as Pretty Woman and Richard Gere, and I wore the hooker outfit i'm telling yeah, you from the beginning one of the, of the best movie. costumes i've ever made guys i'm telling you it's fucking good it was good it was you're good, it you're was good at good costumes and um I, we have a and i i dressed in a i had a gray suit um and i spray painted my hair gray to look like richard Gere. but as i always say i was a bit chubby at the time so i looked a little bit more like bill clinton whatever we won an award i think i had a, had a bouquet of roses or something isn't that something that happened at the end of the movie. I think Pretty something woman. like that happened it i beat good. the shit out of uh jason alexander it was great no um, um 
All we have a great one. We have a great, she's great at couples costumes and family costumes. We have a great one this year. I think it's actually my idea. I think we're going to crush it. Let's I don't see. know. It's a little tricky. What, it's a little tricky for me. I have one Suits me issue. really well. But what were you going to say? Um, everything you said about Hocus Pocus. Um, it's true. So I have a poll going up right On now. Instagram. And I think right now it's like 65% people loving it. And, you know, you actually tweeted something. You tweeted that. I and, tweeted and the it, truth. But you made a joke in saying like, oh my God, I'm going to run away because yeah, a lot of people are going to be like upset about not it. Not even people, just women, moms who love it. And I know because I've posted about it in the past and they go nuts and they get mad at me and they say, you know, you know, when you trash pet moms or when you trash parenting, when you trash your kids, I'm fine with that. But when you trash Hocus Pocus, you know, that's a fight. I'm unfollowing you and all this shit. And I'm sorry, just to summarize one more, because I don't want to get it wrong. Don't want to get what wrong? Again, will you say the okay, sentiment this is you my said? Hocus Pocus is trash, and the only reason you like it is because you first saw it when you were a kid and didn't know any better, and now you refuse to let go of your blind nostalgia. 100% truth. So um, I've had a lot of comments in my DMs about this. And one Agreeing with me, I'm sure. One, Yes, one recurring one, a million percent that I've gotten and I've seen a lot of is like absolutely 100% same with Star Wars. Fine. Lots of people saying that too. Like it's absolutely First trash all, and it's nostalgia. Star Wars was a legitimate blockbuster that reshaped the movie industry for the next 50 years. Hocus Pocus is fucking family channel, basic cable bullshit. There's no comparison. You can say Star Wars is overrated and the main reason I like it is because I loved it as a kid. Sure, true. But Star Wars and like Empire Strikes Back are just just irrefutably better made films. No, they revolutionize the special yeah, effects. I think, I think the point being is like when you watch them now, they're really not that sure. well made A lot films. of people trash the Goonies. They are. Oh no, I've heard that. And you know what? You guys can fuck all the way off and just get off my channel entirely. I don't have anything to say to you people. You she people are dead wrong. She doesn't mean that. You are wrong. I think they are wrong about First Goonies. First of all, Goonies is a good film. Look, listen. here's my thing. I agree with you, and I think we do probably value Goonies a little bit more than we should because we loved it when we were kids. But again, Goonies is like a legitimate A-list Hollywood production. Hocus Pocus is a B-movie. It is, it is not even meant to be that good. And people are acting like, well, whatever. If you like it, if you can admit, like oh, they're that. terrible actors. If you can admit that the reason you like Hocus Pocus is because of nostalgia, or you know it's not that good, but you enjoy it and it's cheesy fun, fine, great. I agree with you. That's fine. I'm not going to take the movie away from you. But, I mean, I would if I could. But you just, you have to admit it. You can't be going around being like, this is good. You have to be like, I'm an adult. I can tell this is actually not a very good film, even though I really enjoy it or whatever. Like I, like me and Karate Kid Three. I would not put Hocus Pocus in the category of either of those. And I, and I didn't grow up. I didn't see it as a kid. I didn't even see it. I feel like I was a little too old when it like even came out. Yeah, you were like, "What is this trash?" Why would I, I watch like, this? And then I you had know. kids. I have no idea what year it even came out. But anyway, um, yes. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of scary movies, like you said. The Rosemary ba Rosemary's Baby is one of my favorite movies of all time. We'll watch that. We'll watch The Shining, and she'll probably make me throw in. I know what you did last summer, and then the sequel where Jack Black speaks with the Jamaican accent. This for is some like, reason. No, and I do like scary movies. It's just that I'm bad at them because they really, really yeah. scare me. We're and watching they give me nightmares. We're watching Midnight Mass. We've only seen two episodes, and you're like freaking out in anticipation of something happening. So oh, slow burn. That's nothing. Fun. Nothing has happened yet. So. This is a this is gonna be an amazing segue. Segueing from fictional scary things, I don't think we're gonna there's any segue. We're gonna to talk this. a little bit. So so Pete and I have started adding. You may have noticed. So 
we we have now added like a pop culture corner section to the podcast where we talk about what movies we are showing our kids, which is why I just shit all over Hocus Pocus because it fits this the the structure of the show demands it. But another little segment we're talking about and that that Pete really likes to do is parents in the news. Um, and one of the main parenting stories in the news lately. It's not a parenting story. I mean, it's no, there, really. There's an angle. This is dark. And I'm not trying to be glib right, about it. Right, and this is a very serious story. It's the Brian Laundry disappearance after he allegedly, um, you know, killed his girlfriend while they were on the cross-country trip right. or whatever. That absolutely tragic story about Gabby yes. Kapir's disappearance and then obviously uh, what's turned out to be a homicide and we... Don't um, know who did it. Most people assume Brian Laundrie did it and he is in the wind. So what, the way I wanted to tie this back into kind of a parenting thing is it seems pretty clear that if he did it or not, his parents have kind of aided and abetted in his disappearance and his escape. And, and no one knows that. And no I don't one know knows how that. Much it's all allegedly. People are even following along right now. But um, nutshell is the parents were not cooperating. It's right. turned out that actually, actually today, I just saw a headline today, that not only did he come back and they went on a camping trip, in between the time when there was a video that came out um, of them being pulled over, yep. Gabby and Brian Laundry, yeah. and there was an altercation and everything, and the police let them go. In between that time and ultimately the last time that they were seen together and him coming home and her ultimate disappearance, he flew home and yeah. then went back there and then drove back with the van and was home on September 1st, ultimately when she's totally gone. So it's almost so like- So he flew home. And his parents were like, you need to go get the van. Right? I don't like, know. Like, what conversation were they having? So- well, well, she was alive during that period because she was seen. It doesn't matter. But like, and then they come back, they go camping and then he the, he buys a burner phone that's been revealed and the parents know about this. They know about the phone. They've told the police about the phone. And then he goes, he goes camping by himself right. after he's back and then takes like five days for the parents to admit it, it right. tell the police that, oh, we haven't seen him in like five days, even though you've been asking like, we want to talk to him and knocking on the door. So, so anyway, what I want to talk, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate about what happened to her or their relationship or whether he even did it or whatever. Right. But what and I want to talk about is, is tragic, obviously like the lengths parents will go to, to like protect their kids right. or like, if so the family is involved, maybe the family knows, maybe they don't. Right. Maybe the, maybe Brian has told them he didn't have anything to do with it and they believe him, but they're clearly, it seems like, they're, they don't want to cooperate with the police or letting them go. Like, there's always these stories about, like, parents would do anything for their kids, and usually that's, like, a positive thing. Like, you know, they'll help their kids overcome any obstacle or whatever. Would you, if you knew or you suspected or the world suspected that one of your kids committed some kind of heinous crime, would you help them escape justice or avoid the police or whatever? Or would you be like, sorry, like... I still love you, but you need to reckon with what you did and what you did was awful and turn them in. I mean, I think that that's an absolutely horrible... First of all, you're putting me really on the spot. No, but I mean, I think that there are so many unknowns to this, but I mean, ultimately, like, there's a, a girl who's dead and yes. another family who is grieving. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not... How do you not Have help empathy them for them, and yes, empathy for and them to get them. answers and... Um, you know, it's a very strange situation. Obviously, we don't know any of the facts or any of the details or what really happened or anything like that. But like, it's hard for me as a parent to watch that and to not wonder, like, if my kid were accused of something, would I like help him escape and get away? 
you know, whatever. We don't know if they believe him or what he told them or if he did it or anything like that. But it's just like, like a curious, like, I don't know. I wouldn't want my kid to, to have done something like that. But I also wouldn't want his like life to be destroyed or whatever. But right at this point, he's just like, I don't know. He's totally disappeared. His so what life? Pretty yeah, his life's pretty shot. Destroyed. Um, yeah, no, that's an insane thing. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what unfolds and if answers or even if, if there are any answers because i mean it keeps going on and on and who knows if the person could be years alive. yeah it could be years until we know but i'm sure there'll be some kind of true crime podcast about it that you can listen to after you're done listening to our 500th episode because we're still gonna be going strong by then do you know um even though this case has intrigued me there's something that i do not share with a lot of that mom culture out there which, oh the you know, true crime yeah stuff, i don't yeah. watch tr true crime shows guys you're I not like, like you're like i love serial killers but you're not like necessarily gonna watch like a I won't watch any like second or third rate documentary about it. Like even though I love serial killers, like they're my favorites, but I watch like a good, <laughs> a well produced one. Like you, you've watched some of like the big ones, but you won't watch anything. Like there's a lot of women who will watch like any of those oh, right. true, crime true crime things podcast. on Netflix or, or listen to the podcast. And you I don't, don't even do listen all. to podcasts at all. I don't you even just listen, listen to this podcast. Oh. oh, sorry. That's, right. <laughs> That's true. She doesn't. Um, but I like some of that true crime stuff. But again, who's got time for all that? You know, we're recording podcasts, we're, we're writing memes, shitting on Hocus Pocus, we're raising our kids, we're throwing birthday parties, which is what we want to get into next, right? So if there were ever a reason for me to like abandon my family and not care about them, it would be if we have to throw another birthday party. And I'm hoping now that my son is 11. You have another son. He had a, oh shit. Well, I forgot. So <laughs> the 11 year old had another themed birthday party, potentially his last like themed birthday party where... The kid, other kids came and there. what was it? It was mythology and Percy Jackson because my son loves And so here's the thing, guys. That, um, I, I, I'm behind that. I love mythology. He's been too. a million percent into these sort of big themed, I, one might say Pinterest-worthy. Um, yeah, well, your stuff is Pinterest-worthy even though you're not a Pinterest person. I'm not person. a Pinterest yeah. mom or whatever. Um, when it comes to birthday parties, though, we have gone to the point point where we have gone all out and it's become a thing with him and he absolutely we loves have really him. gone all out we've done and it's been so fun and so every year he's looked forward to it and when you know the world shut down for covid in like march right, yeah. of 2020 right was that when it was yeah jesus um one of the first things detective munch said was i'm so glad it happened now and not september so i can still have my birthday party mm -hmm. that's what he said a year and a six half months, ago. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Six months before his birthday party would have even been. Right. And of course, COVID was still mm. happening. So last year, he didn't really do no, a birthday party like at all. We just had two friends he over for like, yeah. a couple friends out back. We watched um, a movie outside. and we watched yeah. a movie. Like, that's what we did. Um, outdoor movie night. So this year, he was like very much, you know, things were a little bit better. Um, and we still did it outdoors and, you know. We were um, very small. safe. Masked. Yeah, a lot different. Not the huge, like, oh my God, when he was little, remember, we would have like 25 kids yeah. and their parents and everything. Like, this was the first time we did it as a drop-off party because usually parents were yeah, here yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. parents Which were Which is great if you're the parent dropping off your kid. It's not so great if you're the parent <laughs> responsible for right. 10 other kids, other parents' kids yeah, suddenly in your backyard. Usually it's like a big thing where the parents really love it because they're like, someone else is like yeah, entertaining I'm go to my the bar kid. And for a couple hours. They just like, we always have alcohol and stuff. But this, this year we did it also to minimize the amount of people. Like, you know, anyway, drop off. Um, but he was so excited to do like a themed one again. And I think it was kind of like this thing that like, 
the pandemic took away from him, so we wanted to do it. And, and so we did all, I mean, it wasn't as elaborate of a party, but we did a lot. You bought a balloon inflator because in the past <laughs> I've had to blow up like 30 balloons like the night before the party. We had to, I, what else did we do? We had, You got a whole bunch of like a balloon thing to set up like yeah, an Yeah, I decided arch. I wanted to do like a balloon arch just because why not? And we um, created a scavenger hunt that I had to create clues for, which did maybe not my best mythology. work. Yeah, very um, mythologically focused. So there focused. was that. There was also like so there was like a quest because it was Percy Jackson themed, and um, they also had like challenges. Mm -hmm. God, this month is so long. I'm like even trying was, to remember yeah, it was about like today. Two weeks slash three years. He dressed years up ago. like some sort of I don't know Roman warrior. It was a little all over the place. And the hammer was, was Poseidon, right? Oh yeah, he has a little Poseidon. trident. It was so cute. He had to try it. He was very excited. Yeah. No one, no one was injured in the making of the birthday games, party. There was mythologically themed foods. That's, you made ambrosia. I made ambrosia, like kind of, yeah. I did not have any of that. Um, a lot of the kids liked it. It was, it was good times. Um, so yes, it was very fun. It was a huge success. The kids. Loved it. Detective Munch loved it, most importantly. And yeah, who knows next year if he'll want such a thing. Most importantly, it's over. And most we finished cleaning up. Over. But do you know what is crazy? So the hammer, whose birthday is in January. January. And because when he kind of got into the like, you know, I think like fifth birthday is when like we started really letting you know, him taking like, it up. Yeah. I'm not sure. Actually, the first big birthday part. No, it's not. It's not even true. Detective Munch has had a big birthday party Since every single three, year of his life. Yeah. No, his first birthday was yeah, like the circus, circus themed. themed. Yeah. It was like a big thing. That was for me. That God, was for I me. was so drunk. Were you? No. I'm <laughs> I don't know. But that first birthday cute. party is like you're celebrating the fact that you survived yeah. the first year, right? And that was really cute. Kid okay. doesn't even know what's happening. But Maybe I'm he has by cake like, for the first time. The fourth one, it became more like it was like superhero themed. And anyway, well, so, he got to decide what it was themed, right? Rather than right. kind of us choosing something we think he and likes. And it became like, you know, like on the fifth one, I remember there was like a, it was pirate theme. And there was mm -hmm. a treasure map and like that one was kindergarten. So I'm just saying like, it was around then that it got a little bit more involved. But you like shot yourself in the foot because once you make one big themed party with like a scavenger hunt and all these things, then he starts to expect it. And now there's been like six of them. And now the little no, one is gonna start expecting it too. It. No. But that's the thing, like I think now, yes, the hammer was, wanting it for last year right yeah, yeah. but a you know it's winter, it's winter you can't be outside during covid yeah or you can be inside um he was remote so he didn't even have school classmates so like now he's like got an eye on it yeah. we gotta start planning it right now i think for january but still again still a pandemic who knows what january will look like hopefully things are safer and kids will be vaccinated and all of that good stuff so, but yes it's not going to end what i'm telling you down there well, because not now end. he's getting into the prime birthday years it's not going to end for the five-year-old who's going to be six in january but it may be the end of like the big themed one for our 11 year old who will be 12 next year and going into seventh grade now that he's in middle school and like we said, like just when I was be growing dropped up, off at the mall at the right. Point but when I was growing up, it was like K through six, and then seventh and eighth. Like it just felt like a more natural break in terms of like where they are physically and, and development wise and, and mentally and all that stuff. Like even just seeing the seventh graders when I pick them up or drop them off from school, oh, like yeah, totally they seem older than than he is at sixth grade. So like the middle school transition has been a little bit 
tricky. And one of the things we did for his birthday party and for middle school was we got him um, a phone. Not actually a phone. What is it? A uh, communications phone. My Gab, G-A-B-B. -B, it's called a Gab device. Gab wireless, I guess. And There's no is, internet. It's, it's like a phone that we had. It just, it's not a smartphone. Yeah, I it's mean, like a flip phone. Like you can text on it's it. It's not a flip phone, but yes. Well, it's not a flip phone, but like it was before we had iPhones and smartphones, right. like you said. Right, it has pictures and music and texts yeah. and stuff like that, but it doesn't have the internet. So right? we and can... And it doesn't have Instagram, so... No, no social media. Thank God, he can't see us. No. So oh. <laughs> we can walk, we walk to school, and the idea is that he'll be walking to school by himself, and when he does that, he'll have a phone, but even like already, like, he loves the phone. Like, even though he can't really do much on it, being able to connect with he, friends on his own yeah. without, like, parents having to make play dates and stuff. He loves is it, a, but he's literally left it for, like, a day or so. And then he told me yesterday. He lost it in the couch cushions. I had to find it. Right. Because, you know, that kind of stuff. A, I don't think the kids are doing it so much. And maybe there are kids who are. But, because um, I told you yesterday, like, he was kind of picked on for school in school because, like, he didn't have, like, a an real iPhone. phone, yeah. He's like, oh, you're, like, the other kids, like. Your parents are strict. Your, right? your parents are so overprotective. I'm like. So what? I'll so take what? that. Yeah. So shit. blame us. That's the one thing we should tell him, and I saw this, somebody blame else us, said sure. that, that like, I don't care if my son like blames me for not being able to do shit or like for getting out of doing stuff or whatever. That's good. That's what I'm here for. Do you blame know me. what though? Make he me was the boogeyman. Like, he was offended. He was really offended, but like on our parts. Right. He was, he was like, like, how dare you? My he parents was like, are the best. my parents aren't yeah. overprotective. They let me do lots of things. Like he was actually like, he was that slow your roll, like, buddy. Yeah, he was yeah. like, get, get off my. You don't know my You're, life. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He's like, "You're pretty cool." Good I mean, him. he has like a Kindle and stuff. He's got way too much freaking shit, right? Yeah. He has a Kindle. Way he too can much shit. Easily, he's not on social media, but like um, yet. And he, I stress yet because right. as he enters, I guess he's officially a tween now. But like seventh, eighth grade, like that's when that stuff starts, right? I'm assuming we're gonna do know. an episode about uh. We did one about social media of, uh, like a year ago, Pete and I, but that was before, like he is a high schooler now, right? right. So that was kind of before it was a real thing. But it's going to be pretty real soon. in for middle her. school was on social yeah, media. Yeah, it was on like Instagram um, or maybe TikTok. Was that what it was? Because she yeah, was a dancer, so they do a lot of... A lot of dancing stuff. If you go on my TikTok, you won't see any dancing, I promise. Don't worry about it. Um, but like the tween thing... It's like a real thing. Like you can just sense like he's getting his own little group and they're all in that same in between being little kids and being teens. Mm -hmm. In sixth grade, I think he's still a little bit more like a kid, which is one of the things that you treasure and cherish because um, once he's seventh, eighth grade, it's going to be a different world. We're not there yet. Yeah, not quite yet. I mean, I think it's really cool talking to him and having real, real conversations, but he's not there yet either. I'm still hearing about Minecraft and freaking Roblox and just like, dude, come Oh my God, on. last night at dinner. So we're trying to do this thing because we're trying to teach our kids to like have gratitude and appreciate life and the things that they have and have some perspective and stuff. So one of the things you've instilled is like, what are the three things are everybody is like today? grateful for that they did today? 
and we asked Detective Munch last night, and he literally, it was like a 12-minute monologue about some fucking Roblox game they yeah. played. And he's explaining stuff. I don't know what any of it means. It's no. the most boring story I've ever heard. It would be like me telling you, like, if Christian McCaffrey hadn't gotten hurt, like or I could make a me. trade. Like, you've if I trade McCaffrey me. and I package him with Mike Davis, maybe I can get Tyler Lockett. Like, nobody cares about my fantasy team. It's like when you tell me about a dream you had the night before. I don't want to hear about my kid's Minecraft adventures or his Roblox adventures. I'm glad you're having fun. I hope there's nothing too sketchy going on, but it's the most boring thing I've ever heard. And I said, I made the rule. <laughs> I said the other day, like, because we usually have rules about, like, what Roblox games we can play. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he was, like, with his friends, like, they had, like, sort of our friends for our anniversary, took our yeah. kids for the evening. Um... And, and he asked we me went to, play to dinner. Like a spider game? Like he wanted to play a particular game that was perhaps Within maybe not, Roblox. not one that we would normally be all into, right? Right. And so I said, trust your instincts. And then he's telling me a story <laughs> about what what the game entails. What the game entails. And then I'm like, okay, forget it. Bad instincts. Bad instincts. We are not we are not down with those instincts. Stop trusting them. <laughs> no. <laughs> makes it sound so horrible. It was like some kind of tycoon or no, something? No, that was what he was playing yesterday. But the one he wanted to play then it was some like spider game, which I think is like killer spiders or yeah. some kind well, of horror. That actually scares him. That one scares But it him. doesn't scare his little brother who no, inevitably wants actually. to play with him. And then he nothing scares that kid. And that's no, the scariest thing. Oh, it did? It did actually scare him. That's what, that's what gets him. Killer spiders. Now we know. <laughs> he, he loves snakes. He loves sharks. He loves dinosaurs. He is not interested in spiders. Um, so, but I said during the gratitude thing, I said, I had to stop him. I'm like, video game stuff does not count as one of your gratitudes, right? Yeah. We need to hear some, some real stuff because I'm sure a lot of, of parents deal with this. Like they don't, uh, they, our kids don't stop and think about the stuff they have. They only think in the moment, like they want something and if they don't get it, they get all upset. And I have to constantly be like, you get so much shit. You get so much more shit than I had when I was a kid, and certainly more than you had, right? Oh, God, yes. So much more. I have, I had nothing. We were very poor. <laughs> I, I was, we were really quite poor. <laughs> Just say. I was less poor, um, but I still got nowhere near, like, the video games and all this, especially over the year and a half of the pandemic, where the only way for them to interact with their friends or the only things they could do when playgrounds were closed and all that stuff, you can't go to the movies, was play video games. And sometimes it's really frustrating to have to remind our kids that, like, you have a ton. You yeah. get a ton. And that's where this three gratitudes thing has come in. Mama Bear is really trying to instill the positive values. I yell most of the time. That's what I do. Not as effective. Um, but if they keep talking about these video game things, there's going to be a lot more yelling. Yeah. And I think that usually they're pretty good with coming up with something. Uh, but, you know, and then the whining complainant, or it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, well, then they, they, they ask for dessert, and we say, no, you don't get dessert tonight, and they fucking lose their minds. I yeah. didn't get dessert every night growing up, did you? No, again, we're very poor. You would, like, share a bean? <laughs> like, <laughs> we would get, like, 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 an a Looney I remember getting snacks more. I think maybe we ate earlier, so we'd be hungry, so, like, maybe we'd get a yeah. snack when we were watching TV or something, but, like, um, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't that. But yes, they usually get some kind of dessert. Now, granted, maybe it's like two Oreos or yeah, yeah, two even Oreos. like sometimes like frozen mango. 
like they they get really excited. So the that's, hammer, that's the hammer likes to have his Oreo. He likes to split it, you know, like um, John Malkovich, Teddy KGB in, in Rounders when he like splits it. And he can't do it quite right himself, so he gives them to me, and I twist it, and I'll give it to him. And if it's smooth, it'll be like perfect. Yeah, he really appreciate it. it. The one thing, crust. the one thing, like he much prefers. They both much prefer their mom, um, but I can twist the. Oreo I don't know. Munch, Munch might be almost fifty-fifty. Honest, he's liking you a lot these days Aww. as he gets older. Isn't that nice? Might be close to fifty-fifty. So one of the things that we plan to talk about at some point in the future, but um, we definitely want to get some user feedback on it before we do. Is so not only did we have, as we mentioned, not only did we have uh, Detective Munch transition from fifth grade into middle school into sixth, seventh, eighth middle school. Um, the hammer has transitioned from pre-K to kindergarten. And because pre-K was all remote last year, this is the first year where every day he goes to school and he's there for most of the day. Um, and suddenly, like, I'm glad because I'm still working from home. So I have, like, peace and quiet and I'm able to, like, have meetings without kids running around and do all that stuff. But you miss having him around and stuff, right? So we wanted to talk a little bit. We want to ask the... I'm going to put a poll up, a couple of polls up about if other moms and dads who are used to having the kids around all the time are struggling with kids going back to school, especially if, I mean, we've, I've been joking a little bit about calling it empty nest syndrome because well, I mean, they're not I out of the house completely. Things. I think it's two different things. Having the kids back at school, if you have been remote a year and a half, I think almost everyone is excited about that. <laughs> but there is a very different thing, which um, is apparently a thing. Someone saw it said it to me this summer where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, the hammer goes to kindergarten this year. You'll be an empty nester. Oh, and someone said it to It was you. like a freaking knife in the heart when they said <laughs> that. Like, holy crap, I was not ready. You can hear me like getting like a little verklempt just saying it now. Coffee and then talk. I don't, honestly like was reading about it and stuff and just how like a lot of moms go through that, especially when it's your last one. Right. And then it really is a little emptiness. And I think after the last, I think especially it's so much more when they've been around yeah. and it's been so intense. And you're used to having this kid like around most of the time. Like he had gone to like preschool, like half yeah, days daycare and stuff. things. Um, but that, of times, if, yeah. if you think about it, like because of this freaking pandemic, the last time that happened was like kind of years ago. So like it's half sort of, of like, his lifetime. It's like ago. normally there's the progression, like you know, daycare, pre-K, you know, I guess pre-K is preschool, pre-K, then kindergarten or whatever. But now because of the pandemic, like that transition was ripped away and all of a sudden it, it just went from zero to 60 sort of, right? Where he's right. home all the time and now totally gone, which has, you know, obviously has a lot of implications for like our day-to-day -day and all that stuff. But also Mama Buried is realizing that like best laid plans. Like at one point we were like, oh, we don't, maybe we don't want to have more than two kids or whatever. And now suddenly you realize, oh, wait, here's reality without kids quite so young and I miss that. Do we potentially want to have another kid? Are other people going through this kind of thing? So I'm going to put a couple of polls up. We'll get some user feedback and maybe have a discussion about this at some point over the next couple of weeks, one yeah, of the next times you're and like around. what other people have felt when they have gone through it. Because it is, I think it is just more uh, than just like, oh, I missed the kid. Mm -hmm. I think it's a reevaluation and just this realization that a chapter has closed. <laughs> I think that that's a thing. 
I think I think it's a thing too, and we're gonna talk about it in a few weeks. You okay? If Mommy <laughs> Barry can get through an episode, we will see. Um, so, it's but, very raw. But no, raw. I have read um, a lot. It's only been three it, weeks. A lot of parents. Um, is this is our fourth week of them being back no, in school? No, it's not I even think, that right? for us. Not even that for us. It's only it been a couple weeks. Maybe this is the third week. So, um, you know, I think too. It's. I think it affects a lot of people just oh. in a lot of ways. And so we want to hear how it affected you and like also just like how you adapted to it and how you guys changed. And yeah. Like, and what, what did your what... day-to-day routine become if like you, because for a year and a half, you know, you lost your job partially because of like, weren't able to go back to work partially because of the pandemic and the yeah. kids were around. So that was fine. And now it's like, okay, now how do I fill my day? We got a lot of cleaning to do. Oh my god! Most, <laughs> yeah, just, who wants to do that? Screw but what's, that. one of the funny things I wanted to mention before before we close out is, um, so when 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 Detective Munch was going to preschool and daycare and stuff, it was like every day we dropped them off. It was like tears, and we had to like coax oh, yeah. them in or whatever. We, we <laughs> for like years for years for years the separation he, anxiety. Yeah, he really had a hard time adjusting going to the school. hammer. Does that hammer? Like I dropped the hammer off, and he's like running in. I'm like, ah. Love you. Like, I have to yell at him. Not, Bye. He does not. Give he a doesn't shit. care. Like about he got really anything. mad at me the other day because he was like, "I'm gonna miss calendar time" because <laughs> I was like taking too long to like get out the door. He he is he's not the one crying. No, clearly, no. I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because the last couple of days, like when I've dropped him off, there's like some little girl who's like shrieking and screaming. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I recognize that from when Detective Munch was a kid. Meanwhile, the hammer is just like. Vroom. Walks right in. I don't even need to bring him. He can start walking on his own. Yeah, we'll get right. him a gab phone. Maybe, maybe he can. Uh, he could walk Detective Munch and like, <laughs> drop him off. <laughs> drop him off and then grab a cab and head back up to his school because they're a different. They're in different schools because they're such a huge age gap, which we've talked about in the past, right, honey? Yes. All right, so that's basically what we've been up to for the past six weeks. We're, we're glad Mama Barry could join us and give us a quick uh, recap on all of that. She'll be back more often um we're going to keep this consistent hopefully at least with with pete and i um and get mom and buried in here from time to time including that emotional episode we're going to have in a few weeks i'll get some questions up and some polls up on uh, on my instagram i know i can't wait to hear uh, all the people who are like hell no get these kids out here because i know that's another thing and yeah, i think yeah, that's yeah. cool i definitely have the friends who like could not wait to have all the kids in school get their kids out of school um and one in particular um who was like, you know, the year that pandemic happened, like they couldn't wait for like last year, like all their kids were going to be in school and then boom, remote learning. And they're just all, oh, they got screwed. Yeah. This is, they were just waiting for that day. And then they got, they got, you know, didn't work out for them. Everyone got screwed on that one, but you know, so it's going to be, it's going to be a good episode when we do that. Uh, You know, if you follow us on Instagram, we'll be sure to tease when that's coming. We'll ask some questions to get some feedback from you guys, um, as we've done a lot in the past. Until then, before that happens, you want to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, message me angrily about my Hocus Pocus takes, which are 100% facts. Um, and we will catch you in next week. Pete and I will be talking about something. I don't know. He usually likes to talk about something random. We'll figure that out. And then in the future, Mom and Barry will be back. Yep. Yeah. Catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> <laughs>